Coffee Talk includes real talk that may not vibe with some listener preferences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, glad you could join us on Coffee Talk. I'm Jesse, And I'm Kat. We're two friends that could not be more different. Besides our love for multiple beverages and melodramatic TV shows. We drink coffee. Talk about coffee. Catch up with you all. And have a real good coffee talk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Coffee Talk, otherwise known... Sorry, I just burped. (laughs) Otherwise known as... (laughs) I was trying really hard not to make it some really aggressive... Yeah, anyways. um, Gross. Belch. So, welcome to the Christmas episode of 2021. Yay! It's the holiday episode. Oh, shoot. Sorry. It's the holiday episode. I wrote it in the notes as Christmas episode, and you're right. It's holiday episode. So it is, welcome to Coffee is, Talks 2021 holiday special episode. There you go. Yeah. It is the winter uh, whatever you celebrate holiday time. And if you don't celebrate a holiday like I do, then it's a hot chocolate and pretty lights well happy season. winter solstice right like happy winter, winter solstice season. yeah i think witches celebrate the winter solstice too so yeah they do like wiccans i think honestly i think every culture celebrates the winter solstice because it's like i mean like if you think about it especially for like cavemen like it's the scariest time of year it's like the longest transformational season yeah yeah so it's definitely like a season of change and it's special it doesn't have to be a holiday for it to be special well whatever you celebrate if you celebrate happy winter happy holidays and happy coffee talk first real quick updates on merch just like last episode i'm going to plug the stickers again so go check them out on our website and see if you might want to order some stickers for gifts for friends or family you know we also have other merch that stays up year round so you could check that out as well and help support us um you know hashtag small business saturday (laughs) all right jess what are you drinking for this episode uh well i was drinking ramen because that's what i had for dinner but i now love I'm ramen just ha- juice yes well i mean it's soup so it's definitely not juice i'm kind of grossed ramen out juice. that you called it ramen juice mm, soup should never be consu- con- ramen consumed ramen juice as juice I, mm. chicken noodle juice ew ew tomato ew. juice ew ew Tomato soup is kind of tomato juice. No. No. That's wrong. You don't call (laughs) soup and juice. They are separate. Baked potato juice. That's a gross one. Ew. Ew. I hate it. I hate it. Don't ever say that again. Cheese and broccoli juice. Ew. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, enough traumatizing. I'm having water. (laughs) What are you drinking? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to get rid of a headache. This is so random, and y'all, if this happens to you too, please let me know because it'll make me feel more normal. But I feel like caffeine helps my headaches. And if anyone has a medical explanation for that too, other than I feel like it's just because it, you know, changes like your blood vessel size, hit me up. Because I would love to understand why slash if that's normal. So that's item number one. But item number two is that I'm drinking a pumpkin spice latte, which is no surprise. But here's the thing is I had to because they're going to get rid of the fall um, flavor soon. And my mom suggested a peppermint mocha. She made me promise that I would plug the peppermint mocha on here because that is the pretty much only coffee drink that she really, really loves. So peppermint mocha people, 
Second of all, they opened a Dutch Bros location near me, which I had never had their coffee before, but from the people I did know that had it in their hometowns or whatever, no one can shut up about Dutch Bros coffee. So Yeah, it's like a cult following. It is a cult following. So I was like, okay, I have to try yeah. it. First of all, the overall vibe is really funny. They had all of these people with like practically most of them had full sleeve tattoos. It was giving off a very certain vibe because all of the workers basically had the same look. And a lot of them were talking, we were talking to them as we were going through the drive-through and they're like, oh yeah, I'm from Colorado. Like I'm from this city, I'm from that city. That is so funny. Cause the, cause that's where I- What the hell are you doing here? Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the first place I had Dutch Bros was when I lived in Denver. And so I'm like, did they literally like fly y'all out here for this opening or relocate you for some money? But anyways, I was very, the vibe was super specific, not what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. But then it was really like chill. And when we pulled up to the window, they had rap music like blaring out of the building. That's awesome. So that was really cool too. And um, I tried, and this is why I'm bringing it up because I wanted to talk about the drink that I had yesterday from there. So I don't just talk about pumpkin spice lattes for what the 20th time by this point. Um, And I tried their iced golden eagle which basically was cold brew and then like a lot of caramel stuff and milk. And it was really good. I definitely will say it's very, it's not overly sweet, which I always appreciate when you've got that flavor, but it's predominantly the coffee flavor. And the coffee flavor was very rich, really deep, just, I don't know how to describe it other than rich. So I really liked the flavor of their, their cold brew as well. So I would recommend that. It's a bold roast. Bold. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And then Goldie got um, the cocoa or like coconut mocha. And Mm. I don't like coconut, but I tried it and I still liked it. There really wasn't much coconut flavor to it. So mostly mocha. Still good I love coconut. I wish I liked coconut. I like coconut water. I just don't like the flavoring coconut. You know what I mean? That's like in candy and stuff when it's it's too artificial tasting for me oh yeah i don't like like almond joys and stuff like that yeah that's what i'm talking about i don't like that no i don't like like it in chocolates or anything like that because again it's it's filler it's just not it's not coconut have you been jess i've been I've, i've just been you know i've been doing the things i have figured out that i uh i bring animals home to badger to take care of. Uh, I did it again. I found a cat. It is now Badger's cat. I did it with the dog a while ago. We found him a home. And now we have this new cat and we might keep it. Um, He is the most cuddly little bear. So cute. I love him and um found him in the park and i just want to say because i feel like we had a had an episode about this and i'm pretty sure we did and i just want to call out people are messed up like it is winter time bring your animals inside if you're cold they're cold i hate it i except for huskies um yeah (laughs) i i can't spend too long thinking about the emotions that an animal goes through when they're left somewhere yeah that is the quickest way to get me to cry fun fact i cannot think about it for too long so we're not going to talk about it for too long no we're not going to talk about it i will burst into tears yeah please don't i hate that gross um yeah so just saying bring your animals inside Put them in sweaters and give them, you know, food. Anyways, so, <laughs> so okay. yeah, there's that. So I brought a cat home. Um, I'm lagging on my LSAT prep. I'm just, I'm just not. I was like, I just like, I went straight up and then I plateaued. So now I gotta go back up again. 
peaked. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I peaked and then I just plateaued and now I gotta peak again. Higher. So, so yeah. Um, annoyed about that. Anxious. It is, it is a month. It is officially a month until test day. Holy crap. Yeah, That's I... That's so exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. Gee, I'm just bursting with joy. Thanks. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, there's that. Uh, also, working on holiday gifts for everybody, I was feeling super confident about my holiday gifts, and then I, like, bought half of them, and I'm working on the other half, and I'm not feeling confident anymore, so... Why? Y'all may or may not hate your gifts. Oh, Kat, you'll like your, your gifts. gifts. I feel very confident about your gift, Kat. I bought Yay! stellar items for you. Yay! It's everyone else that I just... I felt really confident, and then I I now doubt myself. I don't know if anybody's going to like their gifts besides you. Do not doubt yourself. It's fine. Whatever. How are you? <laughs> um, I've actually had like a series of very big highs recently um which is exciting because I feel like a lot of my updates as of recently have either been like I'm very overwhelmed or I'm very tired or (laughs) uh here's the things that are going wrong so I'm really excited to come to you guys with the highs and lots of good things that are happening First, I had my first vet school interview and it went amazing. It was fantastic. And I really don't think it could have gone better. So that was just, um, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I just, oh my God, one step closer, you know? And so there was that. And then shortly after, I actually got an email with another interview invite for a different school and I'm really excited about that. On that note, I also hosted my first joint holiday with Goldie and his family and then my family for Thanksgiving and it was a blast. It really went off without a hitch. Everyone got along super well, had a lot of fun. Our moms, which are both very important to us, like Goldie is very, very close with his mom. And then as you all know, my mom and I are BFFs. So it's obviously important that they get along too because my mom did not really get along super well with her mother-in-law and so I know that she's like kind of always had that bad experience in the back of her head and I don't want it to be that way for first of all me and my future mother-in-law but also our mothers together (laughs) so anyways um I they got along so well and they they've hung out and been together on several occasions but it was almost like this time they were more jokey and had more fun together instead of just the pleasantries so that was great too and uh yeah i did all my black friday shopping with my mom which was always a blast and goldie and i decorated our first house together with christmas stuff which of course brought me a lot of joy yeah and so that was really great getting to decorate our house together it felt really really special um both inside and outside we actually had an outside to decorate this time and yeah definitely checking that box of that this is gonna sound really corny but I have a huge fear of being alone and there were a couple of (laughs) wow shocker sorry Um, (laughs) Jesse you suck first of all second of all that is really true because it's not a surprise but um I hate doing like (laughs) traditional or holiday things by myself it's kind of a trigger for me and so having a partner this year to like do that for our house together it just felt really special it was a like childhood dream type of thing achieved so without getting too sappy there it is and then also I started my new job so woo! I am working as an executive assistant, and um, it is for a vet corporation, so I'm really, really pumped about that because it's obviously aligned with what I want to do, <laughs> and they are an incredibly supportive team, and I love my bosses, and I love the rest of the group, too, 
So I have thoroughly enjoyed being in that position. I'm only about a week and a half in, so I'll keep updating you guys, of course, but I am incredibly, incredibly happy and also incredibly grateful that I'm out of my previous situation. And last up, um, Ranger and Chevy just had some big things come down the pipeline. I mean, this isn't super significant, but like Ranger got his first dental and Chevy celebrated her first birthday and she got spayed and it went really well. So all is good on that front. But yeah, so a lot of big things. Woot woot, getting spayed. I wish I could get spayed. Yay. (laughs) I'm just really excited that she's spayed because I went through one heat cycle with her and it was like a nightmare. So I'm just really glad that we don't have to deal with that again and that her hormones are going to settle down a little bit because it is really not fun when she starts shooting off her pheromones and just having to deal with both Ranger and my mom's male dog. Oh my goodness. That is hilarious. Because it doesn't already, it does not help that my mom's dog and Chevy are basically in love with each other. And so when her pheromones were all over the place, he was like, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's so funny that you bring that up because the cat I found is unneutered. And uh, so obviously, obviously, we're just like counting the days till we can legally get that done. And um, he has a checkup tomorrow, so we're going to get that scheduled. Okay, so Jess, what are you listening to? This episode, we talk about Spotify wrapped. Right, right. I forgot that until literally right this second. You go first. Okay. My top songs were one, Heat Waves by Glass Animals, two, Mood, um, Feet, I think it's Ian. Dior, but it's by 24 Karat Golden, and I love that song. Number three is Electric Love by Borns. Number four is Safe and Sound by Capital Cities, and number five is The Less I Know the Better by Tame Impala. I thought this was so cool. They added this this year, my audio aura. My top music moods are hype and nostalgia, so I had this kind of like pinkish purple aura which i thought was very fitting that's what they were doing for that i was like what does this mean yes yes audio aura (laughs) because i couldn't figure out the translation yeah that would be really difficult those are really specific words (laughs) (laughs) and then my top genres number one was dance pop number two was pop rap Number three was indie pop. Number four was modern alternative rock. And number five was reggaeton. So those are my top five genres. And then my top podcast was Coffee Talk. So that's good. Um, I wonder what yours was, Jesse. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, then for artists... My top artist, I'm kind of sad about this list, honestly. I'll, I'll just preface it by saying that. Number one was Kanye West. Number two was Drake. Number three was Post Malone. Number four was Bleachers. And number five was Bad Bunny. So yeah. the last the last three are fine. Posty, Bleachers, and Bad Bunny, like I'm chill with. I think it's just the top two, but I'm a little bit like, why? Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's my that's my Spotify wrapped. Any luck finding yours? Yeah, I found it. Um, so my top songs were Man's World, number one, Highly Emotional People by Marina, number two, Lipstick by Willow, number three, Extra featuring Tierra Wack uh, by Willow and Tierra Wack, and Industry Baby featuring Jack Harlow with Lil Nas X. Okay, my aura. There we go. Empowerment. And I actually have to look up this word. I don't know what it means. Sorry. Angoisse. Angoisse. I don't know how to say it even. Angoisse. Oh. Empowerment and anguish. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anguish, anxiety, what? distress, trouble, and tribulation. That's what that word means. Anguas. Oh my right. god. Anguas. That is so weird. The number one top genre for me was dance pop. Same here, girlfriend. That is so weird. And then the second one was indie folk. And the third one was pop rock. And the number four was hip hop. French hip hop, specifically. Um, and then the fifth one was pop alternative. I don't know what that means. Royaume Uni. I have to know what this word means. It's like a hyphenated word. My number five was UK pop alternative, specifically. Okay. Yeah. That's Keep pretty it. awesome. I'm just trying to be more worldly by yeah. listening to Western European music. Man. My top podcast was was Crime Junkie. You jerk. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's kind of obvious, though. Like, it would be Crime Junkie. Actually, Coffee Talk isn't any of my top five. <laughs> it's because oh I listen God. to podcasts every single day. There we go. Okay, so top artists. Number one, Florence and the Machine. Number two, Willow. Number three, Marina. Number four, The Antlers. And number five, Bo Burnham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I see where it's finding the empowerment and the English. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for Spotify Wrapped. We are moving now on to our topic. So happy holidays. Woo! Jesse is making a sad face. Just like last year, <laughs> we are going to do some holiday games, and Jesse is also going to drop some mad stats on us. So I also want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for sticking with us for over a year. And let me just give you all a round of applause. We're doing We've the come so. <laughs> we have come so far. Sorry, Jesse's trying to say a joke. I was. It's gone. It's fine. I I wasn't even like I didn't even have the full joke in my head as I was about to speak. <laughs> I was just gonna like try it. Yeah, it's fine. Anyways, moving on. Um, we've come so far in a little over a year with the playlist and with the playlist. I think you were trying to say with the podcast. With the podcast. We're that's really killing it this episode. <laughs> Sorry, with this podcast. And I'm really grateful for how much we've grown. Just our supporter base. And I will say too that the one year mark kind of coincided with everything that was going on with the Halloween episode. And um, we kind of just had so many topics back to back and it was when we were moving to one episode a month. So it was hard for us to throw in like a one year anniversary, but we are going to try and do something of a little comparison to where we were then versus now for next month's episode, which is kind of a New Year's themed episode. So we will kind of talk a little bit more about it then, but I did just want to say in the spirit of the holidays and the end of this year, I really am grateful for Coffee Talk and for all of you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting and we appreciate you. So next up is to kick off our lovely holiday episode. I am assigning both of us nicknames. And that nickname... Oh my god. Is based on what? It's like an elf nickname. Oh, so like if I was an elf, what would be my nickname? Yes, and so I'm already basically going to tell you what it is because I have this pulled up. So the first letter of your name is a J. So you're Coco. And the month you were born is August. So you're Coco Jolly Pants. Do I look like Coco Jolly Pants? Actually, I don't think there's a better fitting name. I resent that. Just wait till you hear mine. I am Bippy. Like, B-I-P-P-Y. Long stocking? <laughs> no, not Pippi. Oh. Bippy with a B. Great. I am I am Bippy McMittens. <laughs> You're a house cat. <laughs> I'm Bippy McMittens, bitch. I um, imagine like that, like, you know those um like smashed face cats. That's what I was thinking. Like a white smash, like white. the Purina cat. Yes. Like a white, yes. yeah. 
exactly what I pictured too. Yeah. So for the rest of this episode, if you call me by anything other than Bippy McMittens, I'm going to go, eh. okay? You're just going to I- me. You're just gonna go. And I, yeah, I'm gonna boot you from the episode and just talk my by myself for the rest of it. And, and I have to call you Coco Jolly Pants. Now no, you have to call in. me Coco. It's my stripper name. All right. So, anyways, Coco. Like last year, we talked about end-of-the-year holidays and where they came from. And so this year, we're gonna talk about fun holiday traditions and where they came from. So, Jesse, take it away. First things first, why do we celebrate the winter? So, humans may have been celebrating the winter solstice since the end of the Stone Age, around 10,200 BC. BC means before Christ, by the way. It doesn't. It doesn't? No, that's like a Jesus Bible thumper thing. Now I have to look up what BC means. I know what AD means. It's like all just da 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 da. No, it's, it's Anno Domini. Yeah, there you go. That's my Latin for you. <laughs> I just want to say that I learned that fact about what AD means back some random time when I think I was like seven years old. It was when I was really young. And it was one of those facts where you learn it as a kid. And for some reason, it just sticks with you forever. And when I was in high school once, and the teacher asked, does anyone know what AD means? I was the only one that raised my hand. And when I said Anno Domini, and he was like, yeah, that's actually correct. No one ever knows what that means. The power I felt in that moment, I still remember to this day. That's, that's wonderful. You know, it actually looks like it might be before Christ, but it also looks like it could be translated as before Common Era. Okay. So, you choose. Yeah, so I guess BCE is before uh, Common Era, and BC Mm -hmm. is before Christ, but... But it also doesn't make sense, because I'm pretty sure, like, Christ wasn't born in zero... He was. AD, the was calendar he? was based, the Gregorian calendar, whatever the fuck calendar we follow, was based on his birth. Or estimated. Time doesn't exist. So what I'm saying is, like, even the calendar that we live by was... Some stupid reference, anyways. He okay. was considered the start of time. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so, I guess Kat's right. Before Christ, or before Common Era, 10,200. 10, so, so that's like how long we've been doing weird shit in wintertime. Weird yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, so Stone Age rituals are suspected to have attempted to capture, or yeah, so like Stone Age rituals by like Stone Age people. Um, the goal was that they were attempting to capture the sun during the shortest day of winter. Cool. Yeah, so it was like, they were really going for it. And that was um, based off of history.com. Also, several other references um, verified that as well. So, yeah. So, basically, people started celebrating the solstice because they felt like the sun was going away and they were scared. And then, next one. This is a fun one for Kat. For me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kissing under the mistletoe. So mistletoe is a fairly common plant uh, found in many parts of the world. So it's been indoctrinated into many uh, like cultures and uh, religions and also just herbal practices as well. Um, Ancient Greece is where we first see the kissing idea uh, during the festival of Saturnalia, uh, which was around December 17th. And that's based off of LiveScience.com's references. Uh, by the 18th century, it had been a popular Christmas tradition among the English, uh, according to History.com. It's also super debated how the kissing thing came into play from one mythology to another. Uh, but basically, it's been a sacred herb for centuries. And then a bunch of poor people in England started doing it. And then the rich people <laughs> got jealous and started doing it. 
Nice. Yeah, nice. but actually, there is a really cool story. I'm not going to mention it because it's not relevant to the, like, kissing under the mistletoe, but there is a misconception that the kissing under the mistletoe came from this druid tradition or mythology about one of the druid gods and, like, how he, and how, uh, what's his face? Loki killed him with, like, a mistletoe doused knife or sword. Hmm. And, like, then they made up, like, later generations made up something about how now it's about kissing, but, like, real druid and historians, like, know that that's, like, not what happened. It has nothing to do with kissing under the mistletoe. It just happens to have mistletoe in it. Because oh. mistletoe is, like, part of, part of many cultures as, like, a sacred herb and medicinal herb. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought, like, it was worth mentioning because everywhere you look about kissing under the mistletoe, you'll see how they talk about how it started with druids. But it nothing about kissing under the mistletoe has anything to do with druids. They just have a story in their mythology about mistletoe. And then I wanted to talk about the muff. So a little, little hand warmer muff. Uh, yeah. So I was like... Um, and so when I was little, I had a black faux fur muff that I would wear only for special occasions, like Mm. going out to see the plaza lights or going to the Nutcracker or whatever. And I also had this, when I was little, I had this like velvet emerald dress with like a emerald shawl that went with it. And it was all just very Russian and glamorous. Um, <laughs> so, and you kind of yeah. also looked like a doll, so really sold Yeah, the and picture. I also looked like a doll. I, I never felt pretty in that dress, but I loved the color of the dress. Hmm. Anyways, um, but yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. So I wanted to talk about it. Uh, the fur muff was first invented in 1570. So it's a pretty old dealio. Uh, It was popularized for both men and women um, as a purse uh, for storing money and and shit and also a hand warmer (laughs) uh, through the 17th and 18th centuries. And uh, so basically started in the 16th century, got really hot, like, you know, for the next 200 years. And that's according to Britannica. Did you ever have a muff? I don't think so. Because I can't even think of what a muff is. It's like a bundle um, of fur that like you put your hands in. No, it did not have one of those. Really? Mm. Yeah, it's like a rich people thing. Like uh, the I've seen it. I, was, I know what you're talking about. Not that I was rich. My grandma just loved that aesthetic and bought me expensive things and it was just like a cheap little muff for kids but yeah like the the whole idea of um what what is it called like for the fur trade like when the fur trade became hot like and wearing fur became like a you know a respectable thing uh then muffs were a big way to show that and like women would have like these giant muffs like huge like this big like, I have seen that, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, of course, I, I think they still use them in Russia. Like, they're very effective hand warmer tools. Like, <laughs> yeah. definitely, definitely works as a hand warmer. Um, especially, like, the real fur ones are super warm. Not that I support that, but, yeah, definitely, definitely cool. Especially in, like, museums and stuff, you can see that. Uh, okay. And then lastly, uh the Yule log. So, do you know, like, the chocolate cream-filled roll-up cake thing that people would icing up and make it look like a log? Yeah. So, yeah, they call that a Yule log, and it's just, like, a fun little chocolate cake thing. Uh, My family never participated in that. Uh, Did yours? No. Okay, yeah, and I didn't either. But uh, apparently it's, like, super popular. Like, a lot of people do that. Huh. And so I was like, well, that's weird. I want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it started in Norway. 
uh, with the Norse people. Um, according according to almanac.com, the Yule log, uh, obviously, like, the Yule log is, the cake is based off of an actual log. And the Yule log was a celebration of Yule, which was, uh, came from the Norse word Yule. <laughs> spelled H-W-E-O-L meaning wheel and uh, the Norse believed that the sun was like a great wheel that rolled towards and then away from the earth hmm. so it because like the earth I guess was flat in this mindset so like it hmm. just got farther away and then came back and yeah that's according to history.com so Yule was part of celebrating I guess the wheel when it's the farthest away from the sun or the farthest away from us because the wheel is the sun yeah and so the yule log was actually like a whole log or like a whole trunk of a tree that they would go and get from the forest and then bring inside and they'd put one end in the fireplace and they would just keep pushing it as it burned down to like feed the fire for like multiple days of this celebration and it was essentially to like keep the fire going and keep the light during the time of like darkness like when the you know sun was uh, up for the shortest amount of time during the winter solstice so i thought that was really cool that is really cool yeah so while you're eating your stupid roll-up cake that's where it came from (laughs) Remember where it came from. Remember where it came from. They well, had sweet. to carry that log. You kids don't know oh, how God. it used to be. We used to have to All right. go up the hill both ways. Sit down, home. Grandpa. Now let's play a round, a really, really quick round of real or fake. And so this is something that y'all at home can participate in too. I always hate saying something like you at y'all at home, but you can. So I'll give a brief pause <laughs> before I actually say the answer. But I'm going to go through a bunch of Christmas traditions from all around the world and we'll guess whether these are real or fake. So it'll be similar to today's six statistics, except statistics. Statistics, except not all of them are real. Real or fake, the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is based on a real red-nosed reindeer that was found wandering around the North Pole. Fake? Yes, that is fake. So, although it would be very festive if it were true, the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was actually made up by a copywriter named Robert L. May in 1939. The department store Montgomery Ward was tired of the financial loss it experienced every year when it bought and then gave away Christmas-themed coloring books, so they invented Rudolph, a character that was invented and owned by the store. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, real or fake? The oldest Christmas carol is Silver Bells, and it was written in 1927 by a silversmith. Real or fake? I mean, I could believe the silversmith and silver bells part but i don't believe that it's the oldest carol because caroling was part of a german tradition before and also a nordic tradition before before christmas picked it up essentially before christians did so it's definitely caroling is definitely older well you are correct because the oldest Christmas carol is thought to be Good Christian Men Rejoice, a traditional song dating all the way back to the Middle Ages. Yeah, and there we go. That's that carol was originally written in Latin by a Dominican friar and was titled In Duce Jub- Jubilo, which translates to In Sweet Rejoicing. Hmm. I do my research. I don't know what do I'm you talking think- about. It's real or fake that sending Christmas cards is an ancient tradition that predates the birth of Christ. I'm going to say fake because did they even have paper? That is fake. You're right. In terms of Christmas tradition, sending and receiving cards is a fairly new one. The first thousand cards were printed in England in 1843, featured a group of merrymakers toasting each other and saying, A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. And they only cost a penny to send. I'm smart. In the 1960s, it was common practice to attach tin cans to your car on Christmas morning. Is this a real or fake 60s tradition? 
I mean, I believe it. Yeah, shoot. We'll just say it's real. Whoa, wrong answer. False. It was fake. Uh. Unless you were getting married or attending a wedding, the chances of finding cans tied to your car on Christmas were pretty much slim to none. If it was your actual wedding day, the shoes would usually be accompanied by ribbons, streamers, and a just married sign. I mean, people were stupid in the 60s. It's not totally far-fetched for us to believe that they'd hang freaking cans off their cars. Is it true you once had to be careful biting into English pudding because it contained hidden coins? That's true. Okay. Correct. First, it was dried peas in the 1300s. And then centuries later, it turned into silver farthings and eventually the five pence coin that is commonly used today. Finding the coin in the Christmas pudding was considered a sign of good fortune and in some cases meant the lucky individual would become king or queen for the day. Yep. That's fun. I remember hearing about that as a kid. This is funny because you already answered this. Rather than an invitation to kiss, Celtic druids considered mistletoe a healing plant. Real or fake? Real. Real. Let's see what this says, though. It wasn't only the Celtic druids who were interested in mistletoe. The indigenous peoples of North America and Norse Vikings also held this plant in high esteem. Mistletoe was popular because it stayed green and grew berries even as other plants died during the winter months, and it was also used to protect against evil, cure infertility, and prevent diseases of the nervous system. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Like, it's a big symbol of, like, fertility and vitality. Okay, next up, The Christmas Carol, O Come All Ye Faithful, was composed for the film A Charlie Brown Christmas. Real or fake? I'm gonna say fake. I think fake, because I think I'll Come All Ye Faithful was, like, pretty old by... We were right. In order to find the origins of O Come All Ye Faithful, you'll need to rewind half a century back to the 1600s, a far cry from the television specials of the 1960s. The original melody and lyrics have royal origins. They were likely composed with the help of Portugal's King John IV. Yeah, that sounds right, because, like, usually you can tack a song's uh, date by, like, the language used, like, O Come All Ye. Yeah. Like, come on, dead giveaway. All right, someone called the Christmas police. Was Christmas really illegal in England between 1647 and 1660? Um, was that during, like, the... Well, because there was, like... So you said 1640 and... 47 and 1660. Man, that's such a hard call because, like... I know that there were religious uh, hierarchies from, like... Um, what do you call them? Like royal family to royal family? Like in China they call them dynasties, but like in English culture, like depending on who was in power, some were like, we're Catholic now, everybody's Catholic. And then some <laughs> people were like, we're Anglican now, everybody's Anglican. And then sometimes they're like, religion is dead or whatever. So, so are you going to go with real? I'm going to go with fake because i think the time frame is wrong wrong that is real that is a real Ah, one it's hard to believe now but during the mid 1600s oliver cromwell and members of the puritan religious movement banned christmas celebrations because they distracted from the true meaning of the holiest day of the year and it wasn't until the restoration period that christmas celebrations were once again restored freaking puritans i don't even like christmas and everybody hates the puritans Attaching candles to a live Christmas tree has always been a safe, carefree activity for the whole family. No, a lot of places... I'm going to go with fake. Yeah, definitely fake. There were, like, a lot of people who um, would, like, traditional households or people that couldn't afford Christmas lights would um, have their Christmas tree put up and they would have the, like, unlit candles hanging. And then for pictures or, like, for the family get-togethers they'd all like gather around and they would like light the candles for a second and everybody would ogle at it and then they'd put them out well this is similar but that is correct it is fake have you ever tried to fasten lit candles to a christmas tree without worrying about it well turns out no one has ever felt that relaxed around live flames and a dry tree so in the past a bucket of water or sand was kept handy at all times fire were fires at that point in time were so common that they became known risks if someone was attempting to take out an insurance policy 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. The first person to decorate a Christmas tree on record was Charles Dickens in the year 1860. Real or fake? Fake. Correct. Charles Dickens definitely lived in an era when decorating the Christmas tree was the norm, but he was hardly the first person to do so. During the 16th century, German Protestant Martin Luther first began decorating trees after feeling inspired by the way the night sky looked shimmering through the branches of a fir tree. That is cool. I'm not sure I believe that Martin Luther story either. It sounds a little late. Okay. But I'm not sure. Because... Well, because decorating the Christmas tree wasn't like, or that wasn't a Christian Christian tradition. So, like pre-Christian tradition, mm. I'm pretty sure they decorated trees for like Yule and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll end it on that question. And shout out to HowStuffWorks.com for those questions. Woot woot! How stuff works. So now we'll move on to some more of our Christmas fun games. And just like last year, I had to bring this back because it was so funny last year. But we're going to do an adult Christmas Mad Lib. And so we are going to, I printed a harmless family Christmas Mad Lib. But Jess and I are going to make it just as horrible and raunchy as we possibly can. (laughs) Jess, do you want to take it away with the directions? Oh, okay, yes. For those unfamiliar with Mad Libs, basically it's a little story with a bunch of blanks throughout it. You go around and ask for an adjective, noun, verb, etc. without any context of the story and fill in the blanks. Then once all of the random words are collected, you read the story aloud at the end to see how ridiculous it turns out to be. I'm going to get the random words from Kat. Um, I hate to break it to you, Kat, but you've done this letter before. No, I have not. You did this last year. This was not the same letter. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Do you want to find another one? (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, yeah, I had a really hard time finding one. Am I going to provide you with the words this time? Yeah, if I can read it. Sorry, it's like one of those things where they want you to, like, buy it. Okay, I need three nouns. Red room, panties, vodka. Wow, I really can't remember the grammatical term for this. Like a verb where it's ing, it ends in ing. Thinking of words that I can't say on the air. (laughs) Spinning. Okay. This is an adjective, and it should end in L-Y. Ooh, I had a good one. Hungrily? Uh, this is a past verb. Branded. And now a noun. Santa Claus. It's a little third- it's a little, uh, omniscient. Can you, uh, choose another person? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Can you choose another person that's not yes. Santa? That's not Santa. <laughs> Can I go with Rudolph? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Adjective. Desperate. <laughs> okay. All right. And now I need three activities. Dropping it low, bending over backwards, and doing the splits. An adjective. Can aggressive work? Okay. I need three phrases that begin with to. Like, to do something. Okay. To seduce. Um, to entice. And to destroy. And then give me an active verb. Pour. Drip. I need an object. Okay. (laughs) I can't say that. Lube. Whatever you think is funnier. (laughs) I think lube is the funnier. Um, Okay. Sorry, this is kind of a long letter, but it's definitely going to be a good one. I need an adjective. Crazy. 
I want like a reactionary onomatopoeia. Bing bong. I need a plural object. Holes. And then I need uh, like a, sing- a singular object. Pencil dick. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Here's <laughs> Madlib. No, but yes. Okay. So, dear Santa, it's that time of year again. Cold red room, warm panties, lots of vodka. And when I think of you, I just lick. (laughs) I love spinning with you. I must remind you of what a good stripper I've been this year. (laughs) I've been trying hungrily to get off the naughty list since the last time I branded Rudolph. (laughs) Some of the fabulous, amazing, and desperate things I've done are dropping it low, bending over backwards, doing the splits, Here are my (laughs) aggressive wishes for Christmas this year. (laughs) I'd love to seduce. I want to entice. Give me destruction or else (laughs) I just might drip. Bing bong. (laughs) What would really make me happy would be lube. I am looking forward to a special Christmas Eve with you. And I really love your crazy Santa suit. And I love being caught under the mistletoe with you. Wink, wink. Oh. I will be sure to have yummy holes for your tummy. A pencil dick and an extra special surprise that I'm sure you will love. Thanks for letting me share my Christmas wishes with you. Love, McMittens. <laughs> Bippy McMittens to you. <laughs> Lovely. What did you think? Of That's great. Your letter. That's I terrible. Feel like, I feel like you really, you really exposed a lot about yourself in that one. Yeah. Okay, now we are going to our last Christmas activity or holiday activity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's force of habit, which is funny because whenever I talk to someone, I always say happy holidays, but for some reason, I can't get the word Christmas out of my mouth this episode. So now we're going to play Never Have I Ever Holiday Edition. All right. So I will begin. First person to lose 10 fingers dies. Oh, Okay. Okay. So, never have I ever kissed someone under the mistletoe. Eh. I feel like I have... You have to indicate if you have audio. Right, right. I think I've done that. I'm going to say bing bong. Bing bong. Okay, I don't remember, honestly, but I'm pretty sure I have. So, I'll just put my hand down. Or my finger down. Okay. Okay. Uh, never have I ever sneaked a peek at my presents before Christmas. Neither have I. Never. Oh my gosh, we're never. such nerds. Oh my I know, goodness. I like to be surprised. And me too, yeah. Okay, never have I ever eaten a Yule log. Nope, because apparently neither, neither of us had it growing yeah, up with our family. Yeah, apparently that's not a thing, yeah. <laughs> okay. Never have I ever participated in a Hanukkah candle lighting uh, ceremony of any kind. Bing bong. Yeah, I have as well. Um, in grade school, I think. And I think mm-hmm. at a, uh, like a friend of a friend's house. Never have I ever participated in a winter pagan ritual. I have in college. What, I don't think I did. What did you do? I think it was part of Yule. Um one of my college friends was uh is a pagan and so he had us um it was kind of more over thanksgiving but it's like that whole time period is kind of i think the same thing i don't really know to be honest but yeah it was like making a little uh burning man essentially like you make a tiny little thing out of like leaves and burnable nature and like a little person and then you 
take a shot and you go outside. Like there was a whole other thing. I just don't remember. And then you like dig a hole and then you light it on fire and then you bury it. And you like okay. say your wishes for the year or something like that. I don't remember. Okay. Anyways, um, never have I ever made a pumpkin pie. Bing bong. I haven't. I have only assisted my mother in like crimping the crust. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all I've done. Um, okay. And so how many fingers do you have left? Seven. Me too. Okay. Never have I ever had a real pine Christmas tree. Nope. Neither have I. What's your reason? Uh, My mom, well, okay, not to sound too sad, but my mom and I didn't have a lot of money. And I guess neither did my dad and I growing up for a while. So the artificial was the way to go. And then we kind of had a miracle tree fall on our laps our first Christmas after my parents split up and it was like a sentimental thing that we just couldn't have another tree and we still use that tree every year it's still held up gotcha yeah my family's always used the same tree we're allergic to pine so oh makes it yeah yeah (laughs) um okay never have I ever got a pet for a holiday gift I think it was always more like a birthday thing yeah or like i know this sounds crazy but just like when the family was ready yeah yeah not a specific occasion we usually like tried to time it around like a gift of some sort but yeah um never have i ever went out of town for a winter holiday i have i think we went to colorado when i was a kid over winter break um to breckenridge yeah we're homebodies So we're always at home for holidays? Yeah, I definitely preferred that for sure. Um, it was just too hectic to deal with all that over winter time. Okay, never have I ever uh, went uh, dressed up as part of a nativity scene. Bing bong! I, I have, yeah. I played the Holy Virgin Mother Mary in my preschool's nativity play, and it was the role of a lifetime. I'm sure I did something for school out of, you know, not of my own free will. Um, But when my sister was a baby, um, they were, like, my mom put them in a little nativity basket and my brother and I pretended to be Mary and Joseph because... That's cute. Because that makes a whole bunch of sense and didn't... Whatever. Anyways. My cat is running around the room. I can see her in the background. Oh, really? Like, parkour, and then she jumps yeah. off a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, you all get to enjoy her if you're a Patreon subscriber. <clears throat> Never have I ever watched a Hallmark Channel holiday show of my own volition. You love Hallmark holiday shows. I don't love Hallmark specifically. I just like cheesy rom-coms, and I've never... I never had cable, dude, so, like, I never had the channel i I would just watch the traditional ones and like i'll watch netflix ones you know the netflix originals are getting real corny these days yeah i would but i never had cable gotcha okay fine dang it i really thought i had you on that you did you Um, did you were waiting you were like i was i was like "Uh yeah um okay never have i ever eaten less than three holiday cookies in one sitting well i mean bing bong You've eaten less? Yeah. Than three? I'll have like a little little snack. No, no, no. I'm like, I'll just have one. Walk back. I'll just have another. (laughs) Walk back. I'll just have another. I've always had at least three. Like walking back any of those cookie containers, Tupperware containers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. Never have I ever tried to see Santa at midnight. Yeah, neither have I. I just think I was always scared that if he came down the chimney and he saw me, like I wouldn't get presents. They were like, I had a feeling that he knew if I was actually asleep, and I was like, man, I better go to sleep because I want the presents. So I was just scared. I didn't want to see a stranger in my house. (laughs) Like I wanted the presents, but I didn't want to see that. You're like the kid that when in those photo shoots or whatever, where parents will like have their kids sitting there all cute. (laughs) 
and then they have someone in a Grinch costume come up and scare them and then the kids are like having a freaking meltdown that would like be you but with Santa but with Santa no it was I never wanted to see Santa my mom will tell you I just wanted to like look at him from far away and then I wanted to leave (laughs) childhood Jesse being scared of Santa Claus is a, a picture that I didn't know I needed but that's great yeah so there's that um okay moving on and so i have five fingers left still how many do you five oh man i didn't come up with enough questions so i thought i had you by now okay um never have i ever not watched harry potter over the holiday break bing bong i love watching harry potter over the holidays oh i guess yeah that's for me too I misunderstood my own question. (laughs) Good. Okay. Never have I ever hated the Grinch. Like, ever been scared of the Grinch, ever hated the Grinch? No, I always love the Grinch. Yeah, me too. That's really funny. I I keep thinking I had you. We always had, like, little Grinch ornaments or, like, Grinch stuffed animal things. And so, like, I'd cuddle with my little Grinch. And I had this little Grinch ornament that it was so cute as like a plush green Grinch ornament and it had a little heart on its body and um it was not and like when I don't know how to describe it but when you would press on him like squeeze him the little heart would light up and the harder you squeezed the bigger the heart got so you know the whole story is like his heart grew three sizes that day so it's like a plastic little heart, you know, in the first squeeze, it was like kind of small. And then the harder you'd squeeze, it'd go up to size two. And then if you squeezed harder, it'd like fill up the whole little plastic heart thing. I love that thing. So we still have it. It doesn't light up anymore, but I love that ornament still. That is so cute. So I always liked the Grinch. He was Man, my friend. Man, I, I have four left. And I think you do too. Yeah. Man, I, I'm out of questions. I need to think of more. Um, never have I ever wanted to go to a family Christmas gathering. Well, bing bong. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've never wanted to. Now you're to. just targeting me. Yep. Um, I like the at-home Christmas stuff, but I hate it going to family members' houses. Never have I ever enjoyed gingerbread cookies. Bing bong. I hate gingerbread. I think it's disgusting. Um, never have I ever wanted candy in my stocking besides chocolate. Bing bong. Um, I have done this, but never have I ever waited to open my stocking until January. Bing bong. Wait, do people wait till January? No, okay, my mom has this weird thing where she loves the holiday season so much that she doesn't want it to end. And sometimes she will gatekeep our freaking stockings from us until like a day that is deemed appropriate to have our last presents because she doesn't want to open like the quote unquote last present. She used to do that with our big presents too. It was like infuriating because I'd be a kid and I'd know that a big present was coming, but she would hide them so they wouldn't be under the Christmas tree. And we'd like open all of our other presents in the morning as you do. And it'd be like, yay, great, awesome family would come over we'd have the family gift unwrapping yay great everyone has their gifts and then it's like she still wouldn't want to open the big presents and it's not even like giving the big presents she never wanted to open her big presents either and it'd be like the end of the day christmas and i'm like mom just let's open our big gifts and she's like no and there have been several years she will not open the big gift or do stockings until at least the next day. One day she extended stockings into January. So, oh my gosh, that is so your mother. And let me just say, with OCD, it really bothers me. <laughs> you seem really bothered. It really bothers. Me. Yeah, that's why she also loves to set up separate Christmases with like friends or family or whatever on days other than Christmas. Like, do you remember how you and I would always set up a date where like the three of us would exchange our gifts and it was always after Christmas? So anyways, thank you all. I I mean, I'm out. 
for Never Have I Ever. So I kind of outed myself on that last one, but at least one of us got out. And I'm going to say instead of dying, since I was the first one out, I'm going to have a great holiday season. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Oh my gosh. um, (laughs) Thanks everyone yet again for listening to us for a little over a year now. Thank you so much for listening to our holiday special episode and i know that it's been a while since we've had a quote-unquote deep topic for an episode but rest assured that is going to be next episode when we talk about new year's stuff we're not only going to compare how you know we were a year ago and how the podcast was a year ago and how we've grown but we're also going to talk about did we stick with our new year's resolutions what are our resolutions coming up and then we're also just going to talk about change and deep topics like that in general so so all i want for christmas is for all of you to get one new person to start listening to our podcast that is a great great. idea jesse please yeah spread the word to your friends going into 2022 we really want to expand coffee talk more and we're really finding our groove with editing and coming up with content and so yeah we want to expand and we need your help so this is Bippy McMittens and Coco Jolly Pants signing off for our last episode of 2021. Hope that y'all have a wonderful holiday season, no matter what you celebrate, and Happy New Year. And we will talk to you in 2022. Thank you for hanging out with Coffee Talk. Cover art is by our very own Jesse and Kat. Theme music is by Spencer Thutt. Background music is produced under Creative Commons. Coffee Talk is an independent podcast supported by two struggling 20-somethings. So we shamelessly beg our listeners to support the podcast by subscribing to our Patreon or donating through our website, coffeetalkpod.com. Talk to you soon. Bye.